What if the way you've been telling your life story reveals the secret to what is holding you back? Stories play an integral part in how we see not only ourselves, but the whole world. Stories are more than just an important part of communication. They also reveal hidden aspects of our inner talk, which can either support us or end up holding us back from the very things we want most in life without us even realizing it. Join author, mindset coach, and award-winning singer-songwriter Carrie Rowan on her show, Look for the Good, every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. when she shares nuggets of wisdom from her internationally best-selling book, Tell a New Story, Five Simple Steps to Release Your Negative Stories and Bring Joy to Your Life. Carrie's powerful stories and compelling guests will empower you to change how you look at your own life while giving you some powerful tools and tips you can use every day to help you feel better and move yourself closer to the life you've been longing to live. Is your biotech firm, nonprofit, or startup ready to make a big leap? Ladybugs Interactive understands your unique journey. We're not just any digital agency. As an award-winning, women-led team, we bring a fresh perspective to your digital presence. Our specialty? Tailoring vibrant websites and marketing solutions specifically for growing companies like yours in healthcare, biotech, nonprofit, and B2B sectors. Ready to rebrand, launch, or soar to new heights? Discover how we can add value to your story. Join the buzz at Ladybugs Interactive. Visit ladybugs.com today. That's L-A-D-Y-B-U-G-Z.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Look for the Good. I'm your host, Carrie Rowan, mindset strategist and coach, and I love sharing nuggets of wisdom about the stories we tell each other and, more importantly, the stories we tell ourselves. So join me and my special guests as we share our personal stories of strength and triumph every week on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. You can listen online, on your mobile device, in your car, or even ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 Radio. Tune in every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Time to get real stories and tips on how to turn your story and your life around and evolve with us as we unite humankind with universal love. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to Look for the Good. Super excited to be here today um, with Lisa. I'm going to introduce her to you in a second. Hello, Lisa, waiting in the wings. <laughs> and um, so before we get started, we love talking about stories, right? And um, Lisa and I got together and talked first before we went live. And she has so many great stories. She is just like a pillar of inspiration. And we all know that those stories that we tell contain a lot of information, right? They tell us a lot about our lives. Um, but And also on the flip side, we sometimes tell stories that don't serve us any longer. And recognizing those stories and being able to kind of have some real deep self-reflection on the stories that we tell and the reason why we tell stories, right? Because intention is one of my five steps to release your negative stories. And when we can look at the intention behind our stories, it gives us a lot of information about why we're telling that story and what we want from life, right? tells us about some of our needs. So I'm super excited to talk about Lisa's stories. She's got a lot of really great stories to share with us today. And Lisa's done some pretty amazing things. Her and I first met at the Metro West Women's Networking, which is something that, oh, she just decided to start up in her free time. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that as well. Um, and Lisa's the founder of Ladybugs with a Z Interactive. It's a digital agency specializing in startup and growing companies in biotech, nonprofit, and business to business. I could read a really long list of the amazing things that she's done. Um, she's been named women own a top women owned agencies to watch out for by um, Agency Vista. She is just has so many accolades. Um, and she's super modest. <laughs> I love that about her. 
Um, she's also been recognized um, by Cloudways as the top 10 women-owned agency. Um, and just really, really powerful. And in 2023, she was named in the top three women-owned agencies um, in the U.S. by Clutch.com. Co. And this is just like an amazing thing. And in just over two years, she's built this digital agency with over 50 biotech nonprofit, like I mentioned before, and business to business clients. She's super active in the community as well, which I love. She loves to give back. And we are so excited to have you here, Lisa. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Wow, that I sound pretty cool in that intro. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool when somebody else reads your bio, right? Like we sometimes we need to do that. You know, I tell my clients, you should keep this folder of like your feel good folder and you write down all the really cool things that you've done and then you read it out loud sometimes. You know, when we all need a little boost occasionally. You read it out loud like you're reading somebody else's bio and you're like, you step back like you just did and you're like, wow. I did some pretty cool things. <laughs> See what I mean? She's so humble. I love that. You've done a lot of amazing things. Um, and one of the things I really love that really stuck out, and I told you I highlighted it on our no my notes, from because I take notes all the time, from our last discussion, is how, of course, we always bump into roadblocks, right? Especially as entrepreneurs. I totally get that because we're trying to do everything. And I feel like these rocks, these blocks are put in our way so that we can stop for a minute, take a breath, and then decide how to move forward. And I feel like that's one of the things that came up and we were talking about is this amazing mindset that you have that has really helped you get past a lot of stumbling blocks. Because let's face it, throughout the years, this is what we come up against. And especially I think women in business, we, we tend to run into a few more stumbling blocks than most people normally would. So talk to us a little bit about that. Like, what is that mindset that you have to keep at the forefront when you run into these stumbling blocks? Because as a business owner, they come up all the time. Yeah, I mean, the sad part is, is that I forget about it and then I get stuck again. <laughs> so <laughs> we all I do. <laughs> I'll, I'll live by it for a while and things will be going well. And then I'll get, you know, you kind of stop doing stuff because you're not in that same position where you're trying to get unstuck and then you kind of get stuck again. Um, so yeah, one thing that um, my friend who is a mentor and coach to me um, had me go listen to one of my old podcasts that I did like two and a half years ago um, when I was just starting out. And she's like, just listen to yourself. So um, one thing I did say in the podcast was when you don't know what to do, um, you don't know what your vision is, you don't know where you want to go. It doesn't matter because you don't need to know the answer to that all the time, but just do something because mm -hmm. as soon as you change where you are in that journey, things are going to start to appear and manifest and then your vision will present itself as you keep doing things. So it doesn't always have to be like, oh, I want to do this or I want to do that or I want to be entrepreneur of the year or whatever. That might not even be where you're supposed to be. Um, so in my experience, you know, when I have been in that position, which is have been a lot, um, when you just start doing things, the things that um, you're good at and that you're doing that you're able to do the things that really match with that will just start to manifest and show up and you know around you and then your bigger vision will start to reveal itself um, and it will happen. I love that so much because you're allowing right you're kind of just all right I'm just going to do something to get myself unstuck which is awesome advice 
And then when we take that step, it sort of shifts a lot. of We don't even realize how that small little step can shift so many things within us, right? It shifts our focus. It shifts, you know, our bigger, our perspective. So we're able to kind of take that, that camera lens back and see the bigger picture of what's going on because we decided to just do one small move. And I love that because those things start to accumulate over a time. And that's, and I love the wise advice that your friend gave you to go back and listen to yourself because you were in a different place two years ago, right? And now you're in a much different place. <laughs> and so um, what would you say for you, what was the thing that you decided to just do to just step out and get out of that stuckness? Because we all know exactly what you're talking about. We've all been there. Mm -hmm. Well, um, so my whole basically career has been as a freelancer, agency owner, and part agency owner. So um, my experience with my previous agency where um, it was really growing, you know, and it was COVID and it just wasn't aligning anymore with like where I was in my life. And I don't really feel like I was aligning with where they wanted to go. So it just was no longer a good fit for everybody. So when I left there, I didn't really think I ever wanted to be an agency owner again. Like that was definitely a lot of pressure for me. Um, I wanted to have more control of my life. I didn't think I could do it by myself. So if I did it with someone else again, I would have other people that I would have to, you know, adhere to what they want to do or where they want to go. And depending on how much of an owner you are or what have you, you don't have, you know, you don't always have a say in everything. So your vision gets lost along the way, especially if you've been an entrepreneur, then you've joined something and you it kind of loses your vision. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, if a company wants to get bigger and do bigger things and whatever, if that's not your joy and where you're going to contribute, then it is probably not the best place for you. So mm -hmm. I just figured I would, you know, get a job, take some time off, get a job, go back into the workforce. Mm -hmm. um, but that was during COVID. So um, I just, um, so I just kind of got bored over the summer, you know, having time off. And <laughs> so a friend just asked me like, well, and again, I had no plan. So I didn't even have a plan of what I was going to do to get unstuck. And I was doing coaching, trying to get unstuck, like everything. Mm -hmm. And so this one friend just said, like, um, will you just come work for me? I'm just struggling with getting leads for my business. And I just really need a digital partner that can I can really trust and rely on. And I really think you can help bring my team together and help us. So I brought together a team that she had already been working with of various freelancers and really helped her build and grow her business. And she, you know, she just put it back in me about how much I love that. Like mm. just to be able to come in and do that for her and be like, wow, I still have these skills. People still want to work with me. Like, I'm just going to do this again and freelance. Like I wasn't even thinking like work, you know, get an yeah. agency. It's like, okay, well, I'll just get some clients. And I, I had a goal of like what I wanted to make every month. So um, that was like August or September that I think I first started working with her. Um, and I had left my other job in like May, um, so, so, you know, after that, I had someone else from my past reach out that I did their website a long time ago. And they're like, well, you just like revamp our website. So again, did it by myself, mm -hmm. um, and couple got a couple digital marketing clients. And so that was, I was happy. I'm like, okay, I'm making like as much money as I was making at my previous agency. And this is like my job, but then it just, as I kept doing that, it just kept growing and growing and growing. But the model I was using 
I was using that to grow. So, you know, I was using other freelancers to help me and mm-hmm. and not trying to do everything by myself. And it just kind of like spiraled out <laughs> the control. And I was wow. like, okay, so um, so yeah, so that's kind of how we grew. But it really did start with like how much I love doing the work again, how passionate I was about helping people and, you know, not thinking about like, this is a business. I just want to make a lot of money. I just want to grow. And it, it wasn't about any of that. It was about bringing myself back to where my joy was and utilizing the skills that I had to offer that I wasn't able to use um, really previously. Um, And then the other thing that I've really learned now is that I can't do all those things anymore. Like that was fun in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but now a really difficult position I'm in um, that I struggle with is leadership and teaching and trying to offset that knowledge for people Mm -hmm. because it's like for me, 30 years of knowledge. Um, So that's like right now what I'm really working on. And that's a a very, very different place than I was a year and a half or two years ago or two and a half years ago. when I was just like, I just need one client. I just need to find, I just need to pay the bills, you know? <laughs> That's amazing. I, I just love that. I love that whole story because you didn't set out to be like, I'm going to be the best, you know, women headed agency. You know, you didn't set out with that goal, but it mm-hmm. ended up being where it led you to. Why? Because you tapped back into your joy. You went and you at, you said joy a couple of times. And what is my joy? What do I love doing? And that is step one for anything you want to do, any kind of change in life. I always tell people, I advise them, that's the number one thing to do. You forget, we forget about that over time. You know, it gets kind of worn out of us. It gets wrung out of us by life. And when we go back to what it is that we love to do, what brings us joy, what makes us happy, you love, you have a passion for serving others and you knew, and it's almost like you just reminded yourself, we need reminders all the time of what it is that we love to do. And look at this beautiful thing that was birthed out of you just, yeah, maybe I'll have a client or two and, you know, (laughs) maybe I'll, maybe I'll, Hey, I I forgot how much I love doing this, you know? So when we can go back to the things we love, that is amazing. Amazing. I just love that story. And so what would your tip be if somebody's listening right now and they're like, geez, I, I forget what I love. Um, what would your tip be to them to to find that again? I mean, I don't really know how I found it again. I guess I just did something to figure out what I love, you know? And again, it wasn't like, I was like, oh, I want to do digital marketing for somebody, mm-hmm. you know? It wasn't like, oh, I want to do somebody's SEO or like, it wasn't really like that. It was like, she's like, you know, can you come help me, you know? And mm-hmm. so my natural instinct is I love helping people. Let me come in and figure it out. And then because I did that, I learned that I love that stuff again. Um, and and as the process went on, different things kept manifesting. So mm-hmm. then we started doing like some biotech sites. And then it was like, oh, wow, I love doing these. My team loves doing these. Let's do more of these. Let's target these clients. Let's create a process for these clients. Let's create a product for these clients. And that ongoing like iterative um, decision-making allowed us to create a very specific product you know, price and promote this um, work that we do to those clients. 
So I never would have been able to come out of the gate and do that anyway. It definitely came from doing it. And again, if you don't know what to do, just do something to figure out what you love again. So, and it wasn't like I loved like doing digital marketing. I was like, oh, I just want to go do digital marketing. Mm -hmm. I love my friend and I want to help her out. And she asked me and she's going to pay me. So why not, you know, let me get my, my feet wet. And so if I had a failed and didn't do a good job, then I would have known like, okay, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And like one other thing that someone asked me the other day, I was, um, I was at um, an entrepreneurship um, event where my COO was speaking and I was just there supporting her. And someone asked me like about being an entrepreneur. And I said, I don't really think I'm an entrepreneur. I really think I'm a marketer. Like Mm -hmm. I come up with ideas. I come up with marketing. It's just that it comes up as a business. And, but the reason I'm successful is because I'm a marketer. (laughs) Like (laughs) I know how to to promote things. So I'm kind of in this, like, am I an entrepreneur? Am I a marketer? Um, But I truly believe I'm more of a marketer and relationship builder and with the goal of helping people. And it just happens to be a business, which just happens to make me an entrepreneur. <laughs> I love that, right? Like, and, and we can be multiple things and that and that's what it is about doing our own thing, right? Is like, we are multiple things, you know, but when we can tap into, just like you said, where is it that I'm supposed to be? What should I be doing? The universe, and when we can let go of that, the universe just shows us, like your path just sort of laid itself right out to you. And that is so beautiful. That's it. It just sort of evolved. And that is how I think, you know, you're on the right path, right? And that's how you find out you're on the wrong path too. So Exactly. (laughs) Because sometimes knowing what we don't want, we're closer to getting what we do want, right? So the universe will show us. And I think that's where people need to learn to let go. You know, we're all sort of control freaks somewhat inside and we want to control the whole thing and be this and we want it and we've got these expectations, but you were just like super laid back about it. You know, I want to help my friend. I'm going to go help her. And then all those things that you're amazing at just started bubbling out of you. And that's how we remember, right? By just doing it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Nike, step aside. Lisa has got her new motto. When you're not sure. <laughs> oh, I have a few of those like little um things that I kind of live by when I get stuck or when I get discouraged or um, to kind of get me out of, you know, being there because, you know, life can be discouraging. The business can be discouraging. There's lots of things in life that are discouraging, Mm -hmm. um, especially things too, like when people do things to you that are not right uh, and unjust and how you handle that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, and that does happen. And so, I think for me in my life, I have so much going on also like personally, and I need to, you know, really stay focused on being happy because that stuff, you know, can drag you down, you know, being a mom, being a single Mm -hmm. mom. Um, So, you know, even in that situation, like where if I'm unhappy having to do something for my kids, I always try to pull something out of it. Like what, how can I have this bring me joy? You know, oh, I'll listen to a podcast or I'll call a friend or, you know, because I spend a lot of time in my car driving my kids around, (laughs) of course, Um, you know, which (laughs) would be well spent doing work or cleaning my house. But I just always have to take the joy or something out of the situation and make it positive because if you start going down that rabbit hole of like, oh, this sucks and whatever, it just manifests the opposite way. That's why you have to do something, you know, because if you start Mm -hmm. 
manifesting bad things, that's just a, a downward spiral and you don't want that. And totally. that's not to say bad things aren't going to happen. Um, because I especially think after COVID, um, I think it's a lot harder world now. I don't know the reasoning. People are always like, Lisa, COVID's over. And I'm like, COVID is not over. It has long lasting effects on our children, on us as humans, on our lives, you know? And so mm -hmm. that's been hard to just kind of try to get back there, you know? Um, and I think a lot of people have a lot on their plate now, more of it than before. I don't really know why, but um mm -hmm. it's true it's more discouraging you know than yeah. discouraging at times i love that and so you know the mantra your mantra is you know when you feel stuck or you're not sure what to do just do something do something and follow that joy deep inside well don't go anywhere everybody we're gonna be right back after a message here hold on tight because lisa i know you're hanging on her every word we'll be right back did you know 73 percent of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of americans fear being laid off in the next year that's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office in today's environment employees need easy to use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive to find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. Ever notice how your brain automatically focuses on what's wrong in your life? Ever wonder why you find yourself telling the same old story about yourself over and over again? Tune into this high-energy show with author and mindset coach Carrie Rowan to find out how to retrain your brain to look for the good every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Carrie uses powerful storytelling, easy-to-use tools, and inspiring guests to exemplify how a simple shift in perspective can bring miraculous results. Join Carrie on a journey into your own transformation that will leave you feeling inspired, empowered, and ready to find the good every day of your life. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carryrowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Hey, beautiful listeners. Are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I know you can't wait to hear more from Lisa. She was sharing some incredible stuff about, you know, kind of a little mantra that she has and what she says to herself. Um, tell us a little bit more because, you know, we all go through things. Life brings us to our knees sometimes, right? I mean, my whole book was based on stuff that I wish didn't happen in my life, but we got to get ourselves back up. And how do we, 
how do we get over that? For you, um, what's something we talked about? We started talking a little bit about limiting beliefs because they can be the very thing that get in our way that keep playing over and over in our head. And so tell us how you get over that stuff. Yeah, I didn't really think much about limiting beliefs before. Um, but um, a few years ago, probably like four, four years ago, maybe right before COVID, I went to the Metro West Women's Conference in Natick. And they had a speaker there who was a victim from the Boston bombing. Oh, I boy. can't remember her name now, but we actually had the same orthopedic doctor. <laughs> wow. But um, anyway, she was a ballet dancer. I don't know if she was Boston Ballet. Um, but anyway, she lost her leg um, in the in the bombing, along with, you know, other injuries that she had. So, you know, people told her she could never dance again. Um, and doctors told her that people told her that and somehow she started dancing again. She got, a, you know, a new leg. She figured out how to dance again. And her whole talk was about limited, limiting beliefs. And so um, people are always putting those limiting beliefs on you and saying, mm -hmm. you can do this. You can't do that. Like, but who is everybody else to tell you what you're capable of and what you're not capable of? The only person that really knows that is you. Mm -hmm. And even if you're going to fail at something, you don't really know until you try. So by telling you you can't do something, you're already setting somebody up for failure. So, I mean, I think that um, as I left my business and um, even while I was in my previous business, I was doing some coaching and, you know, I had someone tell me that, you know, I should dress this way and I should get up every morning and put makeup on and have a schedule. And, you know, and this was like basically changing my whole life, you know, <laughs> and and I would have these big ideas and this person would be like, your ideas are too big. Um, you know, you have to think smaller. And so I don't know, I got really frustrated by that. I was just like, I just, I just want to be me and I just yeah. want to have goals and I just want to do them. So I, I kind of went on this journey of becoming like more mindful about limiting beliefs. And when people would be putting their limiting beliefs on me and when people would be putting their labels on me, like you're messy, you're not organized. Um, you're not good at this. Like, oh, you're, you're always late, you know? And when you tell people those stories over and over again, they start to believe those stories. Um, and so I think that happens to us throughout our whole lives. Um, mm -hmm. And so I kind of started being a rebel about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, I, well, and then I left my agency and I started working with this woman who again is a friend and a coach, but she's not like, she doesn't like coach me every week. Mm -hmm. um, she's kind of um, gives me advice, you know, love kind it. of have this agreement, like I can call you, we can talk. And so um, I told her this exact same story about how this person told me I should, and I, I couldn't meet those expectations. That wasn't who I wanted to be. And so she looked at me and she said, so you just want to be you, right? You want to do these things you love and you want to be you. And I was like, yeah. And she <laughs> like, you rock you, you know, let's, let's rock you. And so, um, so then I, that's when I started like becoming a rebel. I'm like, all right, I'm going to wear my rock and roll t-shirt on this call with these biotech companies, you know, I'm going to um, 
whatever. I'm going to put crazy things on LinkedIn. I'm going to like do all these things that, you know, I was afraid to do, but they were just me, you know? Mm -hmm. And when I started doing those things, that's when I started really succeeding because I am me and my Mm -hmm. selling point is me. And if I go out there and try to be somebody else and try to replicate what somebody else is doing, it's not me and it's not, and it's going to be harder for me. Like, let's say, for example, I decided to start another agency and I had these processes and I had to do it this way and I had to do it that way and I couldn't do it my way. I wouldn't find that as joyful and as, um, you know, as um, just like encouraging as, yeah. as you know, something I was doing on my own. Mm-hmm. So I just came up with this, like, okay, and when somebody tells me I can't do something, I'm going to do it. I love it. you are a rebel <laughs> and I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna show them you know and and I started speaking up about Pete to people when they would put their limiting beliefs on me I would say hey don't label me that way don't tell me I'm this don't tell me I'm that um you can say you did this and mm-hmm. um, I you know and and call me out on doing something but don't label me don't label me as something that I'm mm-hmm. that you don't get to define me I get to define myself and so, um, and that just started happening. And, you know, it was like, you can't, you can't have an agency called Ladybugs and, you know, target biotech clients. You don't know how to do SEO. You can't sell a company doing that. You don't do that anymore. Um, just like things like that, that people would say to me. And, um, and it's not even that they weren't supporters. It's just that they had their own limiting beliefs mm-hmm. themselves. And they're, they're putting that on you. That's basically Absolutely. what it is. Absolutely. It's and, called projection. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's a lot. And my daughter's also very mindful and she calls me out a lot. And so um, daughters are good at that. <laughs> yeah. Like I yelled at her the other day because I caught her drinking. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, I get to yell at you when I catch you drinking. And she's like, no, you don't. Just because I did something wrong doesn't mean you get to yell at me, you know? And wow. I'm like, well, that's what parents do. And she's like, no, that's not what all parents do. She said, you could take me in a room and sit me down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this girl is wise. <laughs> well, because that's probably normally what I do. That's how you brought um, her up. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes kids just push you over the edge. And, you know, I had to check in I with do. myself and be like, wow, you know, she's kind of right. <laughs> and I know, so, right? You know, just being mindful about yourself, being mindful about what other people are saying to you, because all the things that people told me I couldn't do, Um, I did, I've done, and there's, you know, there, I haven't really thought about what my future goals are. I think, I think I told you in another Mm -hmm. conversation that like, I'm a little stuck right now. So I'm just doing something Mm -hmm. because my company's doing well. And, you know, so that's just kind of running on its own, but like, what's my next thing in my life that I want to accomplish? Is it personal? Is it something about me that I want to grow? Is it a skill? Is it, so I'm just putting my feet out there again and trying some new things and and just taking action on things just to see where things go because that worked for me before. So I'm going to have it, you know, work for me again, hopefully. <laughs> I love that. You know, you said to me when we first spoke that you were a disruptor and I really get that now. I get that because that's the best thing you can do when somebody else tries to put something on you, their story, which is really mm-hmm. playing in their head. Um, well-intended or not, it doesn't always feel well-intended. Um, 
But, you know, a lot of times we unconsciously take that in without questioning it. That's what we did as kids, right? Like when we were growing up, up until seven years old, our brain was just a big sponge. We're in this mm-hmm. alpha state. So we're just taking it all in without the choice. But now we're adults. We can stop and say, hey, wait a second. I love that you do that. And you say, I'm not taking that. Don't label me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Because na- that's what people do naturally. That's what the brain does. It wants to label things. You know, it's always sorting and deleting, just like a computer, to make it easier for us. Oh, this person's this. I'll put them in this bucket, you know. But you can't do that anymore. And society's got the big stop sign on that. You can't do that anymore. And the beauty of what you just said that really hit me deeply, and I got a little chill when you said it, is when you stepped into your authentic self, when you stepped into who you really were wearing that rock and roll t-shirt or whatever you were going to do, that's when your business started flourishing. And that is not a coincidence, right? I love that. I love that. And I think, <laughs> right. So, you know, it just reminds me of that song, um, you know, about this is me, you know, that this is me song from, um, I don't even remember the movie, but it's so powerful, right? It's the greatest showman. This is me. This is who I, I am. am. Right. And then when we can come out in that song and embrace ourselves wholeheartedly and who we are and be confident about that, we give permission to everybody else to do the same thing. And that, my friend, is super powerful, especially as a woman in business. So I know people are listening and they're like, that's so cool. I want to do my own thing. I want to be more like Lisa. I want to, and I love that. Tell me a little bit about the name because I love that people said, you can't call your company Ladybugs. Tell me about the name. I love that. Ladybugs with a Z. (laughs) So um, when I first moved to the U.S., because I immigrated here from Canada to work for an agency in Portland, Maine. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I was there, and then before I came here, I don't know, I was going to get a tattoo. And one of my friends was like, oh, you should get a ladybug. Like, that's that'd be cute. And I was like, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, I was going to get like a heart from like Jennifer Aniston had the little heart tattoo. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want, like everybody else. Like, I don't know. I want something small. But so I ended up getting this ladybug tattoo. So that kind of became <laughs> me. And then mm-hmm. so when uh, my friend and I started doing side gigs, because like this whole era we're in right now of side gigging and everything, it's totally. already it happened in 2000 it was called dot com boom right um, so um and doing you know side businesses and startups so we're like okay well let's call it ladybugs because i had the tattoo and i came up with the name mm-hmm. it's two women so we're like oh that's cool you know so um then when i left the agency a few years later i just kept freelancing under that name and then I built my agency um, up until about 2015 and then I sold it to a bigger agency and so and that agency was like probably it wasn't super much bigger than me it was maybe like you know double my size or something mm-hmm. like yeah it's probably double my size and so you know we just kind of let ladybugs we just kind of left it and we didn't keep it so we went mm-hmm. with the new b2b agency brand and everything which was always the intention so Ladybugs never really went away. We still got leads from it. We kept it up, you know. Um, so then when I started again, I started getting leads from it again. And so I just kept it and I was going to actually change it to the unagency. Um, again, I wanted to do things that other agencies weren't doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always kind of been my plan is to disrupt the way that things have to be done and why can't they be done differently. And, um, and then I started getting, you know, clients under it and people started loving it. And it just became, you know, and I kept toying with it. Like, I still don't know if I can get biotech clients with it. I still don't know if I can get these, you know, bigger clients using this name. 
But I think it was just the universe's message telling me that like, that's just me. That's my name. You need to keep it because people are buying you what you stand for, what your company stands for. And so that's why I kept it. So that's kind of like where it came from. And that's why we kept it. Um, so, and I don't really think it's probably going to go anywhere. So uh, good. I love it. That's a great story. You got to keep she's it. She's an old ladybug. She's been around since 95. So. But ladybugs are resilient and ladybugs are very lucky, right? So there's a lot of things hidden that. And I love that it was two women that started the firm ladybugs. I, I just, it's a great, great story. Um, we're going to break real quick and don't go back. Uh, I mean, don't go back. Do come back. Don't go anywhere <laughs> far and come right back. We'll be back with Lisa in a second. Hey, beautiful listeners, are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to CarrieRowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Are you ready to consistently be in the flow of success? Build an abundant business, easily find your right clients, and feel good inviting them into your community to do business with you? If your answer is yes, then you want to listen to Business Success with Human Design with Nancy O'Keefe on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Business Success with Human Design is a podcast designed to help you peel back the layers of who you've been taught to be and how you've been told to do business, moving you from overwhelm to a business model that aligns with your authentic self and feels right for you. Come and explore Human Design for Business with Nancy. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Look for the Good. I'm here with Lisa Miller of Ladybugs.com with a Z. And 
she's just sharing the most incredible story about herself. And I just love how you've reinvented yourself, you know, and along with that, your business. Talk a little bit about why your agency is different and how you've reinvented it. And what is the crux behind that? Like, what is the biggest thing that you think you were able to help clients with? Why are they attracted to this ladybugs.com? Yeah. So I think that when I first started, um, I, again, I didn't have a mission or a, an idea, but I did know that I wanted to help people. And it really started with, I want to help women. Uh, mm -hmm. so, um, so from there, it just kind of like iterated and changed as to like what people needed and what I was able to provide for them, not just the client, but some of the people I was also working with, um, mm -hmm. my team members. So as time went on and we started to do more projects, I really started to understand what clients needed. It actually happened pretty fast, being able to kind of see what their needs were, where they weren't getting met, how other agencies weren't able to meet their needs. And mm -hmm. then I also was working from a place of what I didn't want in my company. Like mm. I didn't want a culture of people, you know, having tight deadlines and working long hours and being, um, having that typical agency experience. So there was kind of three things. There was like the client, what they wanted, mm -hmm. um, it was kind of like what I wanted. And there was like what my team wanted. Um, so, um, but first of all, with the products, um, after working with companies, we were just really able to diagnose what, what worked, what didn't work, what their budgets were, how we were able to provide that in their budget and coming into those companies earlier in their stage of growth. Mm -hmm. So that we could like be their partner all along the way versus like coming in later and changing where they already were. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, so it was kind of like something that we discovered that we could really, really help with. That's why we work with like startup biotech companies a lot is because they're looking for someone to come in and give them advice at a very early stage and partner with them and help them, but they're not yet at the stage where they have a huge budget to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. So how do you do all that stuff within their budget? Um, and that budget can vary depending on where they are, what stage they're in. Um, and then other things they were struggling with, you know, over time we saw messaging and writing and how do you bring your story to um, the world when you're launching a biotech startup, when you're trying to cure cancer or you have a new cell therapy for, you know, eye disease or whatever it might be, mm -hmm. how do you tell that story? How do you tell that to your audience? Um, so it just became a very collaborative process that we started to call Agile. And, you know, everybody mm. kept saying, like, you can't do agile web design. Like, it's not a thing. You have to do waterfall. Um, so then it kind of became, well, it's kind of agile fall then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so my, my friend says about his agency. Um, uh -huh. So um, so that was kind of how we came up with the product and mm -hmm. what we wanted. And even now we still work on what that product is and how we can, you know, because sometimes the process is not always perfect. Like, I would say 90% of the time we get it off right but there have definitely been 10% of the times where it was not a mesh for whatever reason mm -hmm. the client didn't meet the deadlines um so then it's like okay well then if a client can't meet a deadlines how do we address that when in trying to just fix every problem along the way um so that was really a great way to set up the products and then to tell people about what you're selling them so then you're speaking to their pain points and so mm. it's just natural when you start speaking to them about that stuff that they would come to you. Um, yeah. and, and so that was kind of easy to kind of target them and mm -hmm. 
in the marketplace with other agencies and stuff like that. So the other thing, you know, was that we really embraced that collaboration. So making that client feel like they're part of that journey the whole way helps us, especially using agile, it helps you get to like a better place in the end, because it's much closer to what they wanted versus what you wanted as the designer for them. Right. Mm -hmm. Really in their soul, trying to like take everything out. And, and so that just, um, that's been really, really rewarding because you have these people that are so smart and so talented and it being there, like their authentic vision, like we talk about my authentic vision, but theirs it makes it the product and the biotech startup and the science even more exciting because they're coming out of the gate with the right message versus like mm. coming out with the wrong message and getting it wrong and having yeah. to go back and be like, we thought this is what we wanted to say, but it really wasn't what we wanted to say. And then they have to start all over again. And yeah. so that was definitely something, a story we kept hearing over and over. And so that just trickled into other industries. Um, so we've now we are working in healthcare tech. So that was a very similar story there. Mm-hmm. And like, um, nonprofit, and that would become a story there. So those were kind wow. of the three little areas that that really um, spoke to. And the pricing was definitely a huge part of it. Um, and how could we do the same project with the high level of design that you'd pay a larger company for? How could we keep that level of quality, but provide it at the price that they want? And mm-hmm. so Agile kind of allowed us to be able to do that. So I love that. And you're tying everything together, right? It's not just what you want and what your vision is, but the client. And I love that you're getting it right from the beginning because, you know, as an entrepreneur, I've tried many different things. And it's so much harder to go back and fix something if you've already tried to brand it one way than to get that story right from the get-go because it also affects the confidence level, not only personally as an entrepreneur, but it affects the company's confidence level and all the people in it. So when they feel confident about the message that it really identifies who they are, their product, what their mission is, you can see how that just starts running a path. Like you said, a waterfall, it just starts, Mm -hmm. like you start the top of that, it just starts cascading and goes everywhere it's meant to be. And that is really powerful way to do marketing. I love that. So um, talk to us a little bit about you know, I love how you've taken your your personal stuff and you've parlayed it into the company. And, you know, yet here you are with this amazing company. Talk to us how about what you've done in a very short period of time, because you've won all these awards um, for being incredible and for taking that company from zero with your idea of ladybugs um, and bringing it to uh, the millions of dollars. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So again, like I didn't have one client, <laughs> not one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so, um, but I was able to scale. I mean, scaling is always very difficult in this type of business, especially when it's highly project based and you can't, you know, if you're going to hire people full time, you have to have full time work. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way that I started freelancing really allowed me to adopt a model that was going to work for our really stealthy growth. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, so it started with freelancers and those freelancers not having enough work themselves and being able to bring them onto these projects that they would never have been able to win on their own or even do on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also freelancers don't get a lot of development 
uh, learning and stuff like that. So just really embracing them and teaching them. And, you know, the nice thing about the freelancers is that they're experts at what they do. So mm-hmm. no training there's, you know, and so we've just built that, you know, they're almost like our full-time freelancers. Like they all probably work half time for us and then half time for themselves. And that's like on the project side. So that was really allowed us to grow really fast. Um, Cause in our second year we did hit seven figures. So um, people think like, how do you scale an agency that fast? Um, and it was all websites. It was not marketing. It was basically all websites. So wow. you can imagine the number of websites that we did. Wow. <laughs> and <laughs> that is how we gained all that recognition. But with that team, um, digital marketing. And so um, as the digital marketing grew, grew um, we were able to bring on full-time employees. So now we're hybrid. We're half full-time, half freelancers. Mm. But you need full-time people on those um, retainer type clients. And so um, just giving everybody the freedom to work their own hours, to work in a space where they feel the best and the most creative. It's not about like how much work you do, or it's not really about how much time you spend. It's more about the quality of the work that you do that really, really matters here. Mm -hmm. And we're all going to learn from each other. And again, when you're like in a job, like a regular job, so like my digital marketers, like versus my freelancers, the digital marketing people, this is their role. This is what they do. Mm -hmm. Whereas like the people on the other side, they kind of get to pick what they do. It can change project by project. So you never, you know, when you have that kind of a a team that can do what they want, they can really grow and be happy and, and, and see, you know, their own growth, which has been really, that's been really incredible is to watch those people grow. And then the bigger challenge for me has been the digital marketing because I'm the marketer mm-hmm. and I brought people on to help me. And so I need to teach those people um, what I know, and then they need to take that. Um, so that part of the business also grew really, really fast this year. Um, and so that's where I am now, where I'm really working on that. I'm working with a coach. Um, but the whole goal was to just hire people that needed more. I had, you know, the ability to flex, the ability to learn, Mm -hmm. the ability to contribute um, and not have like a bureaucratic structure, you know, to our company where it's like, oh, we have the leaders of these things. And we want everybody to kind of be valued at the same level. Not that there's not leadership, but it doesn't really flow by title, you know, Um, it flows by contribution. And then just figuring out iteratively where people are going to fit best in the company as time goes on. So that's that's just how where we are now and and so i think it's almost harder now that we're bigger because getting big was kind of easy mm-hmm. <laughs> but now that we're bigger and growing that's i think where the challenges challenges are starting to start to appear sure um, so yeah so that's kind of it's beautiful <laughs> yeah it's like taking your personal philosophy and expanding it out into your company which is what caused it to grow and now you're going to have different problems but they're good problems to have right you know now you're in more of a leadership But, you know, I feel like the whole theme is you embracing yourself, you taking some time to reflect deeply on what's important to you, uh, what was getting in your way, and then parlaying that over into the company. And now everybody else has that same mindset because when we embrace something like that, especially as a parent, like you get that too, um, we all get that as parents, we're a reflection, you know, we're showing, we're giving people permission to stand in themselves and be holy themselves and, you know, get in there and maybe they're going to make some mistakes, right? Um, but it's okay because we're holding the space. And it's really about the contribution, you said. I love that, how you, you mentioned 
It's about the contribution and it's about everybody coming and valuing everybody's unique input, which is what you seem to be a master at. And I'm sure people would say about you as a leader is everybody comes, we're all equal, right? You might be the CEO, but we're all equal. And I'm going to listen to you and your ideas because that's how we get great ideas is the collaboration, right? Exactly. Yeah. I love that. And I just think more companies could really embrace that. This is the modern way to do business. It's not Mm -hmm. so much a hierarchy and this is how we do things here. And if you don't fit in, you're out. It's a collaborative, you know, mindful, let's get our heads together because together we create such synchronicity, which is exactly, you know, it's a synchronistic growth that your company is experiencing. Yeah. And I think it's hard when you grow. So it was easy to do it up until this point where we are now, but, you know, as we get bigger, we have to figure out how can we still be creative and and do that, but still grow because we just grow naturally. It's like, we couldn't even not grow if we, <laughs> we tried. It's just, and that growth is just natural. Um, so it is something that you have to really, you know, embrace. I love that. I think it's really, really powerful. And growth is what we're supposed to do naturally. That's why it's happening naturally. We're supposed to grow as people. And then our companies, why wouldn't they naturally supposed to grow along with us as well? Because that's what we're here for is to find that growth. And I love the way you've embraced so much of that in your business, in your personal life. And I know that everybody's gleaned so much from our talk here today. They're listening. They probably want more. And if you want to find out more about Lisa or her company, go to ladybugs.com. That's L-A-D-Y-B-U-G-Z.com. We love to spell things here on radio, Lisa. Um, <laughs> and so you can reach out. Where can they find you if they wanted to chat with you personally? They can, is there a contact form on your website? Yeah, there's contact form on my website, but I'm really big on LinkedIn. So you can find me there. Um, And my name is spelled with a Y, Lisa. So even if you type in Lisa, you'll probably find me. um, Yes. (laughs) Um, So I'm always always happy to um, chat with people on there and stuff like that. And I put a lot of information on there too. So yes, you have some great stuff on there. And you guys know where I am. So I'm connected to Lisa on LinkedIn. So you can find her there. And thank you so much again for coming on Look for the Good. It's really been awesome having you on here today and sharing your nuggets of wisdom. Thanks for having me, Carrie. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And remember, everybody, it is never too late to live your best story. Be well. It is not. (laughs) (laughs) Is your biotech firm, nonprofit, or startup ready to make a big leap? Ladybugs Interactive understands your unique journey. We're not just any digital agency. As an award-winning, women-led team, we bring a fresh perspective to your digital presence. Our specialty? Tailoring vibrant websites and marketing solutions specifically for growing companies like yours in healthcare, biotech, nonprofit, and B2B sectors. Ready to rebrand, launch, or soar to new heights? Discover how we can add value to your story. Join the buzz at Ladybugs Interactive. Visit ladybugs.com today. That's L-A-D-Y-B-U-G-Z.com. Thanks for tuning in to Look for the Good with your host, Carrie Rowan, best-selling author and mindset coach. Join us every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. right here at Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. 
If you weren't able to catch an episode, no worries. Just visit our website to find all the archived episodes of Look for the Good on Demand so you don't miss a thing. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. For additional resources or to find out about how you can work with Carrie directly, visit CarrieRowan.com for more details. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Flow. 